0: There are rounds and there are courses where these guys torch it. Fine, that's cool. You know, they throw yeah. darts, they hit big putts. Other times, it's going to be tough. You know that about Bay Hill. Yeah. Um, well, I, want,
1: I want the first one with Graham. About okay, let's course. bring him
0: in here. Here's our good buddy, Graham DeLette, TSN golf analyst, PGA Pro. He was there for PGA Tour Live. And the uh, radio broadcast here is Graham DeLette. How are you doing, GD?
2: I'm great, gentlemen. How are you? Very good.
1: Doing good, buddy. Yeah, Graham, how greasy was that course yesterday? It looked impossible on TV.
2: Yeah, it was. And I mean, it it really had like a feel pretty much of a major in all honesty, like the greens were firm and fast or discolored. The fairways were starting to get a little bit discolored. I mean, guys were that were hitting driver off like the third and 11th holes were hitting irons almost as far it seemed like by the, you know, Thursday uh, compared to Sunday. So uh, different golf course and evolved. And it was especially that Friday round when it was hot and sunny and super windy there that second day and it just changes the golf course.
0: Yeah, I like it though man. I I don't need you know, you go to Hawaii these guys are going to shoot 30 under at no Kapalua. Kidding. That's cool. I like that too. Like that's awesome. The scenery, the vibe, I know that going in. But a handful of times a year, you know, at the Arnie Palmer at the US Open, I like tough tracks and low scores and in seeing these guys look vulnerable. How do you feel about it as someone that was, you know, inside the ropes and now on the outside of the ropes? the idea of these guys having to grind to actually win?
2: Well, I think it's important to have a mixture of both throughout the season. I mean, they can't all be Palm Springs where guys, like you said, shoot 30 under par, uh, but they can't all be like Honda and Bay Hill either because guys will lose their minds completely and maybe give up this game. But um, I I think it's great um, every once in a while to have tournaments like that. And, And the thing that you see and we saw yesterday is that the cream almost always rises to the top on those really tough golf courses with really tough setups, because especially when the wind's out, there's such a premium on quality shots and execution. And, you know, guys can kind of hang sometimes for one, two rounds. And then as the week goes on and it gets tougher and tougher and tougher, the big names show up. And, you know, as a, you know, designated event that they had, with the p j tour here this that's what they want they want their big names on the top, and they got it last week and it was actually pretty cool that, despite having all their big names, it was kirk Kittyyama that came out on top and um you know awesome, awesome for him too and It's like everyone who was watching got exactly what they
1: wanted g d you, sure you mentioned the top players you mentioned the top players rising to the top. Is Speeth like a marvel out there? Like, he is all over the yard, and yet he ultimately gave himself a chance to win. Like, if he had a driven the golf ball on the fairway just 10 to 15% better, he wins that golf tournament, but is short. I don't know how he does it. He's like a modern day Sevy, isn't he?
2: That's what's amazing, is like. You think, like, for, like, to win or to be in contention, like, you have to have one of those weeks where everything kind of lines up. You're driving it nice. You're making some putts. You get a couple breaks, this and that. It's like, he can play what seems like a disaster of a round. And all of a sudden, it's like, boy, he's still in it. And not only is he in it, like, if he makes a couple putts, you know, I think he missed a couple short ones there on the back nine coming down the stretch. But he would have been right there, and it seemed like he had no business being there. So, yeah, that's pretty well put. I mean, the guy is a magician. He's just... His his uh his touch around the greens, but then in, like the way that he sees shots, and he's able. Everyone can see the type of shot you want to play, but he's able to execute it at such a <laughs> much higher percentage than anyone else is, and that's what sets him apart.
0: With Graham Dillette, Uh Kurt Kitayama wins yesterday, and I, I think it was necessary for you know one of the big boys to finally miss out on one of these elevated events. They were all in it. Oh, you and I—we were texting back and forth over the weekend. It looked like it was going to be Spieth, Scheffler, Rory, Thomas, maybe Tyrrell Hatton, and just like at you know, at, at the Waste Management, it was Rom; at the Riv, it was Rom; at in Hawaii, it was Rom. Like all these elevated events, it's been the same big guys who are pursuing the big pot, and here comes Kirk Kitayama. Harris English is in it. There's a few other names in the top ten, top fifteen. Do you think that that was important? you know, in terms of pushing the significance of these events, but also the fact that it is still golf and anyone can still win. And you got to make the cut. You got to grind at 72 holes. Uh, the fact that, you know, a relatively no-name player, you know, stormed past these guys and won the tournament.
2: Yeah, it's big. And it's like like we were talking. Like, I think the PGA Tour, in a perfect world, if you asked Jay Monahan, he probably would have wanted Rory to win that golf tournament um, just to kind of prove that this is our big event. This is our... Big players, look how they rise or whatever. But now Kurt all of a sudden kind of throws his name in that mix, and who knows what he does over the next couple of years. I mean, he's 30 years old. He's kind of a little bit late to the game um, compared to most of these young guys who come out just swinging. But uh, who knows what happens in the next You saw Max Homley's had this crazy ascent the last mm-hmm. three years, two and a half, three years or whatever, and uh, is this enough to kind of like catapult him into that next level or whatever you just never know.
1: GD, the Masters around the corner, how do you think that goes down? You talked about uh, Monahan, Like, with pairings and keeping these guys away from each other and petty nonsense, like, what do you think goes down at Augusta National when the live tour guys that qualify for the tournament are meshed in with the PGA Tour guys, which, from all accounts, these guys all hate each other? <laughs>
2: I can't wait to see it man. I think it's <laughs> going to be so good. I want to be on the range when Patrick Reed rolls out there and starts throwing <laughs> keys at people.
1: But, <laughs> but they be would, would, do they understand in golf that people would love to see Patrick Reed and Rory in the same threesome on the uh, course.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you know like obviously that's not up at the PJ tour at that point uh, you know that's the Augusta National and Masters, but, uh, you know, it's funny, because I think it's going to be a little bit different for everyone. Like, you look at a guy like Dustin Johnson, he hasn't said boo since he left. He took no, his money. And he just doesn't care. And doesn't care, and, like, nobody, I don't think, on the PGA Tour is resentful of him. Like, when, when all these guys left, the majority of guys, I can't speak for everyone, but the majority of the guys, like, I can see why. I don't blame them. When they started talking trash about the PGA Tour and started filing lawsuits and saying that they should be able to play. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. You guys left. You took the money. That's great. Good for you. Good for your families. Good for the future generation. But this bizarre tour, this is a tour that you were on. This is what built you and you left. But a guy like Dustin Johnson, for example, getting back to my point, is that he hasn't said a word the whole time. I think he's going to come back. and guys are at least going to be cordial with him. Um, And then there's going to be some guys that – Guys won't even talk to. That's a guarantee. And it's like walking down the fairways. Guys have ca- casual conversations depending on who they are. And I mean, there's a few guys that people won't even say anything to. That's 100%. Back. Oh, yeah.
0: Like, wait till Sergio rolls through. The big thing is oh, film. Like, it's Mickelson. That's the big one. Is that you're going to see Mickelson and Tiger back at the Masters? Like, that. That's, That's a it. Champions
1: isn't it? dinner, dude.
0: Absolutely. Like, Sergio's
1: at the Sergio, Patrick Reed, they're all at the champions dinner. Of course they are. Absolutely they are. That's that'd be a scene, man. That's
0: where full yeah, swing. Like you want not get in there.
2: <laughs> no doubt. That would I'll have to ask Weirzy on the on the side. I'll see what kind of information I can get for you guys unofficially oh, from. Yeah, you gotta put Weirzy, a body but. cam
1: on Weirzy, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. But and then the players this week and there's some pretty good storylines coming in here. All these guys playing hot, top players in the world. It's gonna be awesome here this week. Weather looks awesome. I'm I'm here now. I'm a, I don't know if you remember Jonas Bliss. He played out on tour for well. I still kind of bounced back and forth, but he's having a bunch of the reps and caddies and a couple players over. So I'm over here for a barbecue right now. No, the Scotty reps not here. Jeff, so I can't get your <laughs> putter
1: today. <laughs> oh, buddy. When you get the rep, when you're within ten feet of the guy, we'll chat. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll send the bats below.
2: <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Uh,
0: we'll let you go on on this. Then you were there at the Arnie Palmer when the news came out of the field at the the players, and Tiger was not a part of it. And there was a lot of debate over whether or not he would show up with the players. Obviously, he's not. He's going to wait until Augusta. What do you make of that decision for
2: Tiger? I think it's kind of eye-opening, right? Like you saw him at the Genesis, and yeah, he looked like he was hurt, but he looked like he had a little bit of fuel in him, and that he could possibly do it once a month. I mean, is that it didn't seem like that was too much to ask for at that time? Uh, but it kind of puts things in perspective, I guess, how much he's he's still struggling and hurting because for him to miss the players, um, because he obviously wants to play and play well at the Masters. That just, I mean, because that's a month away. So that's a lot of just eye-opening how bad he's probably still hurting.
0: Enjoy the barbecue. Enjoy the players, buddy. We'll do it again soon. Thank you for this.
2: Go Flames. All right, Jen. Anytime. Yeah, go Flames. Hey, we'll dig
0: deep, boys. Let's go. <laughs> oh, you need to run off some wins, dude. Yeah. You guys are in big trouble.
1: Big trouble.
0: Thank you, GD.
2: All right, Jen.
0: There's uh, Graham Dillette. Yeah, Calgary's in Dallas. They, I think their season's over. I mean, I, how how are they going to get back into this? They're what are they They're seven huge, points out?
1: Huge hill to climb. Yeah, huge. And you're running out of time too, and you got to play the you got to play the teams that you're trying to catch, but you got to beat them. Right. Like, I didn't know is GD a Flames fan. I actually didn't know oh, yeah. that. Big Hard. I did not know that. Maybe that's why he talks to me. I didn't know he, that. He
0: loves it.